Welcome to the Learner's Corner Podcast. This is the podcast for lifelong learners where we learn from anyone and everyone. I'm your co-host, Caleb Mason. And I am Todd Hicksonbaugh. And today we have a special episode of the Learner's Corner Podcast for you. Today we're going to be learning from our very own Todd Hicksonbaugh. Todd recently went to the Orange Tour in Pennsylvania and he's going to be sharing some of the stuff that he learned there. So, Todd, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Orange Tour and what it is? So, uh, every year in the spring, uh, the Rethink Group puts on what they call Orange Tour. And that's a, a two, three-day conference. It's in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, it, they bring all of the best thinkers, really, in uh, family ministry, so in kids ministry and in student ministry, and they bring them all into one spot, and uh, they just blow the thing out. It's a phenomenal conference. Um, you've been to it before, and so what they've started yep. doing is they they do this thing now, where they call it Orange Tour, and so basically they take that three day conference, that two three day conference, and they say, hey, for the next nine to ten months, we're just going to go and visit cities. Just like, just like musicians would or bands would uh, on a concert tour, they're like, we're going to visit cities and locations all over the, the, the United States, and we are going to bring this tour to a one-day conference, and that's what they do. And so they've been spending since, really since like April, May, uh, just, they, they kind of paused a little bit over the summer, and now they've started this thing called Orange Tour, and so it's a one-day thing. They boil everything that they did in that conference um in in the spring they boil it down into one day and they just they they do a phenomenal job of being able to bring that to these different cities but the cool thing is is that they add stuff to it and so it's not just the information that you received had you gone to orange conference in the spring they bring other people in there's other speakers and there's different people and people have come up with new ideas since then and so it's just a phenomenal thing it's a one-day conference uh three main sessions two breakouts and uh, some of the just the, just the, the top people in both of those fields. It's it's a great experience. Was there a theme or something for the conference? Yeah. So um, the the theme is uh, four hour neighbor, uh, four hour neighbor. That's the theme uh, for the conference. And, and and Reggie in the first session, he kind of fleshed out you know what that what that meant. And so what he said is um, is he got the the, the team kind of got this idea from two like stories or parables that Jesus told one being, uh, the parable, it's a very famous one of the good Samaritans, the story of the good Samaritan. Uh, it's Luke chapter 10. If you're a Bible nerd like me and, uh, it's, it's that parable. And so this Samaritan person helps, uh, helps a, a person who's injured on the side of the road. And they took that and then they combined it with this other little, like, it's not even a parable. It's like a, just a proverb, like a snippet of just truth. Uh, of when Jesus talks about how if somebody asks you to carry something of theirs for a mile, volunteer to go the second mile. And so they kind of combined the two things together and said, what if we raised up a generation, the, a next generation, so the people who are in our schools right now, what if we raised this generation up to be for their neighbor? How could we impact the world? How could we love the world? And how could the church lead into, lead into the years to come by helping this next generation to help others and to value others more than themselves. And that was really kind of the theme of the conference. 
So who were like who were some of the speakers there that you were really looking forward to hearing from? So there were there were two that me going into it, I was like, I can't wait for this. This is going to be awesome. And there every by by the way, like two minutes into the conference, I was like, oh my gosh, I had much lower expectations than this thing actually is. Everybody's phenomenal, so I'll, I'll preface it with that. But the two that I was really looking forward to were uh, Carlos Whitaker. Uh, who is the host of one of Orange's podcasts, and also uh, the Parent Q podcast, and then also John A. Cuff was going to be there. And I love a lot of the books that John writes. I love a lot of the stuff he does. And so I was really looking forward to those two. And uh, they did not, neither of them, they did not disappoint. Uh, both sessions that I sat in where they were talking were just unbelievable. Uh, so those are, those are my two people who I was really looking forward to. And then like, it just, it got crazy. Like Reggie gets up there and he's talking about second mile living. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then, uh, this guy got up and it was hilarious. Uh, shout out Gerald Fatiyama, Fatiyami. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, he's the guy, he North point guy, North point guy. And uh, he, he gets up on he gets up on stage and it was hilarious because I've heard him talk on other things before, but he's a he's a black guy and he's he's like his or his parents are like from Nigeria, like both of his parents are from Nigeria. And it was hilarious because he gets up on stage and he's talking in a Nigerian accent. And I'm like, this is a, this is a joke. Like I've heard him talk before. He doesn't talk like that. And he just trolled the entire audience. And then he just put on this perf this, this phenomenal talk. Uh, talking about uh, what it what it means to to go the extra mile with a student and like really investing in them, and so that was a person who was a highlight. Frank Beeler spoke, uh, loved Frank. Frank uh, Frank talked, shared some stories, shared his heart. Uh, he's the CEO uh, and, and kind of director of the Phase Project. Uh, he was he was phenomenal. Tasha Morrison talked. Reggie kept talking. He wouldn't stop. Uh, he was, he was always, he was always talking. And uh, so we just, just a phenomenal cast of people, um, that I really, really did enjoy just learning from them. What were some of your key takeaways from the conference? So I, I kind of, I took away really three major, major ideas. Uh, there were three things that I took away. And, and by the way, I do conferences, I think differently. Uh, you and I have talked about this before a little bit, but I do conferences different than I think other people do. So most people, they go in and they're like, I want to implement every single thing that I heard. I want to be able to take this back to my organization, to my church, to my whatever. And I want to be able to implement this directly into what we're doing. And I just think that's just not, it's just not realistic. And so I always try to have two to three things, tangible things that are projects that I can immediately start working on. And so here we go. Are y'all ready? Because I am ready. All right. So the first one is it comes back to kind of the theme of the conference. And so Caleb and I are, I'm sorry, I'm talking like I'm a host again, but I'm actually the one being interviewed, but I'm just going to do it anyways. Caleb and I uh, are obsessed with, with, um, Jeff Henderson, and I'm just going to throw it out there. It's true. Uh, we love Jeff Henderson. Jeff Henderson's awesome. Shout out. Shout out to Jeff. And uh, Jeff's doing this thing right now called For Gwinnett, this campaign called For Gwinnett. And Reggie kind of fleshed out and went deeper with some of that. And so the first project that, I, that I'm really excited about and talking about is Reggie took Jeff's For Gwinnett 
and he applied it to um, student ministry and to children's ministry. And just so you know, for Gwinnett, Gwinnett is the name of the county yes. that, that Jeff's church is in. So it's literally for Gwinnett County. Yes. And so he took that and he applied it to student ministry and children's ministry. So here's what he, here's what he said. He said, what if we, like, like I said about the conference, what if we raised up this next generation who is for their neighbor? And he began to give very, very practical steps and ways that we can begin to do this. And so I thought, what if I could take that back and begin to apply it to student ministry in my context? So I work at a church in Canton, Ohio. Um, and so I thought, what if I can begin to, uh, to apply that? to to the area. And so one of the big takeaways that I, that I had was um, raising this next generation to care about others and to, to be sold out and bought in to this idea of caring about their community, caring about the people next to them, and caring about the gospel, gospel saturation and gospel proclamation in their neighborhoods. And so that's, that's a big project that I'm working on uh, that I've started this week, actually. Uh, I thought the whole thing out because I'm a genius. I'm just kidding. I had five hours of drive time on Wednesday, so I had a lot of time to think, just being transparent. Um, so I'm really wanting to look on this project. So what, what are some of the things that – what are some of the things that Reggie, like, said that students should oh, be yeah. doing? So so what he said is is that uh, in student ministry, oftentimes we, we get all – we get, sorry, Mom. We get pissed off uh, because – we're like, my gosh, my juniors and seniors, they won't come to any events anymore. Like, they won't come to anything. Like, I can't get them to even – I'm giving away $100 bills, and they won't even come to that. And we get so upset, and we're like, my gosh, they don't value their relationship with Jesus because they won't come to a thing. And that's just ridiculous. Like, we all, I think, would know that was kind of ridiculous. And so what Reggie said is we get so upset about that. So why don't we give them things that they're wanting? And so one of the number one things right now that this next generation, Generation Z, is bought into is doing things that matter. Doing things that matter. And so what he said is in our, with our students, we need to begin to give them things that they can do. Give them projects to work on. Give them people to help and show them what it means to serve. Show them what it means to serve. It could be serving in your church on Sunday mornings. It could be... It could be serving, um, serving just their friends in basic ways um, in their own personal lives, or it could be volunteering for things. And so he said, if we're going to begin, if we're going to begin to teach this next generation what it means to serve, we need to give them things. We need to help them to be able to have projects and things to work on. So that was the first thing he said. The second thing that he said that I just I loved is we need to to begin to help students recognize and capitalize on their purpose, what they were designed for. And he, he kind of fleshed out the, these two ideas of, of every person being created for God. That was the first one that he really kind of talked about is how part of our purpose is, hey, we are created in God's image and we are created for God. We are created to serve God. That, that's, that's the first thing. But the second thing is, is that God, uh, God, we are, each person is an idea. We are an idea. God came up with the idea of Todd Hickson. He came up with the idea of Kayla Mason. He came up with these ideas of people and what he wanted us to do. And so we each have a purpose. And so helping to give students purpose, showing them that they are created for more than taking tests, passing driver's lessons, 
and going and performing well in soccer matches. Like they're they're created for more than that. And when they hit 21, 22, 23 years old, they're not necessarily going to have those things to do anymore. And so what are you going to do? Are you going to work at Wendy's and Dairy Queen for the rest of your life? Or are you actively going to pursue what God has planned for you to do? Are you going to are you going to begin to tap into the purpose that God's designed you for your for your life? And so we talked about the next thing we need to do if we're going to be foreign neighbors, show them that they, their purpose is to serve others, to love others, and to help others. That's part of that purpose thing. And so then the third thing, and this is kind of the last thing that, that I want to touch on with this and kind of some steps that we're going to, that, that I loved what he was giving us, is he said, every student, not only do they need to have a purpose, not only do they need to have things to work on, but they need to have people that are cheering them on. People that are cheering them on. And he gave a ton of great statistics. Uh, he threw out a book. Um, shout out to Josh Ship. Uh, I have to say that very carefully. Josh Ship. Um, that could get rough. Sorry, Mom. Uh, he, he, he shared this resource that Josh put out called The Grown-Up's Guide to Teenage Humans. And he, said, he, he really spoke about how it's so important for all students, regardless of age, to have the third person to be able to connect with, to be able to love on them, and to be able to help them. And so if we're going to be for our community, um, we need to make sure that we have people feeding into these kids as well. And so those three things combined, he said, is how you begin to create youth environments. You begin to help students to, be, be, to start to be for their neighbor. And I just thought it was great material, a great way of thinking about things. Um, and so I'm so excited to begin to, to just process through and look at what it's going to look like for uh, students in, in Canton, Ohio, to be for their neighbor. Was, was there anything else that really stood out to you? Yeah. So one of the things that he was really, really, uh, really kept bringing up about it is you already have all of the people needed to make the changes in your community. They're already there. Kept saying that. Reggie, Reggie said this? Yeah, he, he, he would say, you already have the people in your communities to begin to be able to create positive change. And positive change could be defined by whatever you want to define it by. If you want to economical change, you can do that. If you want to create a culture change, you can do that. If you want to, whatever change you want to see happen in your communities and what people want to see happen in you, you already have the people there. And the reason why you already have the people there is because the people there are your neighbors. They're the people that you can help. They're the people who can be invested in and they're the people who you can love in such a way that they, their lives ultimately will be changed because of it. And so he kept saying that over and over again. He said, you know, oftentimes we think, well, if we just bring in the right marketing guy who can create a graphic that's going to really help this to move forward, we, that, that'll be all that we need. Or, you know, if we have the right project, if we have the right project, we'll be able to do, to do this thing. He said, no, 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 none of that, none of that is as important as the people that are there, serving the people that are there and being for the people that are there. Were there any other sessions that stood out to you? Not that I can think of off the top of my head with, with, in, in terms of that. The, the other one that was huge, um, that was just, I, I loved it so much, was Carlos Whitaker. And Carlos Whitaker is a person who just recently wrote a book called Kill the Spider. Uh, it'll be coming out in, I think, like, what, 10 days, a week? I think on Tuesday. Is Isn't it Tuesday? Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? Well, hey, hey, that's awesome. Either way, the link to the book will be in the show notes. Yes. And you'll be able to either pre-order it or order it. Shout out Los. 
Um, but anyways, so he he was there. He didn't even talk about the book. And I was, I was, I was, I was thinking he was originally going to talk about the book, but he didn't. And this is what he talked about instead. And I love that he talked about it. He talked about the importance of partnering with parents, but the importance of understanding what, who parents are and what they're thinking. And he just gave incredibly practical, incredibly, incredibly insightful. He gave five things that all parents are and that all parents strive really really strive to be um they either are or they're striving to be uh and it was so practical and what we'll do is i will send caleb uh those five things i don't want to try to recall them all off the top of my head just because i I don't want to mess any of them up but i'll send him those five things and you can catch that in the show notes the, the list of five but i can give you a couple that i do remember uh he said every parent is uh is worried and that sounds negative but he said every parent is worried in a positive way. They're worried because they're so invested in their student that they want to they want them to be able to grow and they want them to be able to um, to be able to grow and to be able to succeed. Every parent is uh, every parent is actively looking to help to, to, to get better at what they're doing. They're, they're actively are looking to get better. Like they want to be a better parent. No parent wants to suck at being a parent. And so as a church, we need to be able to understand they're actively wanting to get better. And so how are we going to help them to do that? And so there's, and like I said, there's five of them and, and there we'll have them in the show notes for you to see, but it just really opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, if we say that we're really for our parents winning, what are we actually doing to help them win? And he said that probably three times. He said, you can go ahead and spin great parent meetings and say, you know, Hey, we want to help you win. We want to help you do this. We want to help you do that. But on Tuesday, when you send out your weekly newsletter to parents, are you doing anything in that newsletter to help them win? Or are you simply giving them something else to read that doesn't matter to jack squat in their life and in the life of their students? It was just very convicting. and It was just phenomenal, phenomenal information. Loved it. Anything else about the conference that stood out to you? Just... Just hearing the heart of other leaders, you know, I think oftentimes we we kind of can get to a spot where we feel we feel like, you know, it, it, the situation is hopeless and students everywhere are just they're terrible and 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 leaders are trying their best to do something with them. But they're just terrible. And seeing, you know, these these groups of people come together and just say, hey, you know, we're, we want to be for our neighbors. We want to be for the students that we're serving. And it was just phenomenal to be able to, to, to listen to some of them talk and to be able to to uh, be near them and say, you know, hey, uh, students are the same at the basic levels as they always have been. And we can reach them. We can help them to be able to get to, to move them towards a relationship with Jesus Christ. It was just very encouraging. Loved going. Well, Todd, thanks so much for sharing what you learned at the conference. You know, from you. If you're a longtime listener, you know that we uh, every time that Todd and I go to a conference, we love to share what we learned from. So keep your eye out in the future for bonus episodes for conferences. I'll be going to the Catalyst Conference here in a couple of weeks. And so would love to see you there if you're going to be in Atlanta. And we'll be doing an episode after my key takeaways as well. So thanks so much for being here. As always, keep learning and keep growing. Boom sauce.